You gotta say that again. <laughs> ah, shit, I gotta make it count. Let's do it. We're cute. We're, We're here. We're queer. <laughs> Get <you started>. uh, <laughs> All right, guys, let's, uh, let's do this intro. Yay! Yay! And we're gonna go with a, Welcome to the Ring of Fire, where I'm Emmy the Birth Wizard. And I'm Alex Paul. And we're here to remind you to breathe through tough topics and get through uncomfortable surges. So, hey, guys, guess we're gonna talk about things that make people uncomfortable, like interviews. So this is the second episode of our How to Doula It series. Yes. It's all about the beginnings of birth work and going back to some of the basics of being a doula and all of that stuff. Our last episode was about mentors and mentorships and trainings that we love and which ones are worth it and which ones weren't. So if you haven't listened to that, you should definitely listen to that. Um, and then next week, we will have a great season finale episode with Leticia from PS Love Mommy, where we talk about how to get more clients. She's fantastic. Uh, oh God, it's such a good episode. It we is. recorded it, so we're speaking from the future a little bit. <laughs> the future of the past of the future of the past. Um, it's all, This is how the sausage is made, folks. Uh. <laughs> Gross. I'm also thinking for season three, should I introduce myself, Alex Bard, doula and educator, or is Alex Bard enough? Oh my god, you've evolved. You've evolved since season one to season two and now to season three. I think you should change it. I think so too. I think you should. Yeah. I, I think... Because you're Amy the birth wizard, and I'm just Alex. <laughs> you're never just Alex. <laughs> we were just talking about this. We were at a networking event where I described myself as the sidekick of this podcast. <laughs> And nobody would let me, no one would agree with me. No, you're way. obviously not. I'm just along for the ride, man. Like, I'm over here like, oh, shit. <laughs> really excited that I got invited to do this thing where I get to talk you sometimes. Me. <laughs> no, did I? Yes, you called me. You said, hey, I want to do a podcast. And I said, oh, you should really do that. And then you called me. That, okay, so... I will point out we are remember we are remembering this a little different. Are we okay? Our very first meeting ever. Nice. Um, you brought up podcasts are so cool, and I'm like, yeah, I love those. I had one. I would like to do it again. And you're like, oh, if you ever want to do one again, talk to me. Okay. Did I say that? Yes. I I was brave enough to say that. So, second time we meet was at a networking event, yeah. and you bring up again podcasts and there should be one for doulas who want like real advice and like talking about what this work is actually like and I was like cool we should do that because you had already essentially invited me to do a podcast I thought I was getting a pitch in that moment I mean, that, I, I mean, I add some you like, pizzazz to behind it, but it was really you being like, yeah, let's do that. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then you were like, no, I didn't know you, that's how you read that situation. I guess as a baby doula, I was like, did not know I was that brave. Yeah, you were being 
totally but at the same point that sounds very unlike me at the same point though like i am someone who approaches many people in different conversations and if they don't engage with me in like future planning or like wanting to hang out or whatever i like walk away so I took your, like, No, 100% even, this is what I wanted, and right. I was really hoping that you were going to call me. Right. Like, 1,000%. I was like, I really hope she calls me. So I took it as, like, oh, she wants to be my friend. She wants to do a podcast. Because if you didn't, then you wouldn't mention podcast and, like, mentioned it more than once. Like, You're right. there, there's a difference between, like, polite conversation, like, cool, podcast, versus, like, cool, a podcast? I thought I played it cooler. <laughs> I was much like, oh, that's really cool, and, like, you should definitely do that. Like, mm. I'm not going to jump in. Mm. That wasn't that cool. <laughs> no. And I really enjoy podcasts. I, like I said, I did one before where I was solo. Yeah. Um, I interviewed a lot of people, but I ended up realizing I needed another person with me to keep it going. For sure. Um, can I do the solo thing? Yeah. It's just and not I as was, much fun. I was, at that time, I was terrified to talk. At all. At all. <laughs> Look just like, <laughs> look, look where I am now. Um, totally not my sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, you just heard our origin story. Oh my god, we should like yeah. cut this out and like make it a bonus episode. <laughs> just <laughs> our two perspectives. I would totally do that. Yeah, we'll do yeah, that. That yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how we met. That's how we and met. Now we get to share everything with you guys. Right, Yay. and I, I really meant it at the end of season one i even said it of like you guys have really watched our friendship grow like and how we interact and all of that and like to bring it into doula work i think that's what happens though is you find your person in the communities and you're like oh my god i'm so glad i found this person that's also other weirdo it's totally (laughs) into watching someone suffer until like the most cool thing happens right yeah because when i describe it to other people they're like that's that's what you do don't you get weirded out by hearing them be sad and in pain? No, it's great. I get to help them through it. Something's happening. Right. Yeah, it's for a reason. Yeah. Right. And we've definitely grown our friendship and our yeah, you know, for sure. Our Which partnership. What's cool know. though is over this break, we are going to grow this podcast even more. We have like so many plans and ideas, guys. I can't wait. You're gonna see a glow up next season for many reasons. Um, and I. I just can't wait. I really am appreciative of all so of So share this with all your friends. Post it in all the doula boards. Like, help us out while we're on our break. And we will be back very soon. For sure. Until then, though, we have to talk about interviews and prenatals. <clears throat> and I want to start it off with this question. What is the weirdest or most, like, one of those questions that you get you've ever been asked in an interview where you're like i i don't know how to respond to that oh i already got it you got it yeah okay somebody asked me what is the worst thing you've ever seen happen like at a birth oh like they were literally like please tell me the worst case scenario you have (laughs) ever seen i'm so glad these people did an interview with me because i would be like my dad getting hit by a car I was, like, I was like, so first of all, I have a very strict rule about telling horror stories to pregnant people. Mm. I am not telling you, oh, yeah, I've experienced these awful things. Yeah. No, 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 no. It no. also 
that that question could go very quickly into like trauma dumping and all sorts of stuff. So and I after talk, I talked to you about this after it happened. I think it was like, will you be able to help us if there's a worst case, if there was a bad scenario, right? I get that now. At the moment, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. I don't like I really like it left me stunned mm. Mm. and probably why one of the reasons they didn't hire me interesting because it was a high risk birther totally get it but I was literally just like deer in headlights like and I get that that's a strange question and that's not one of those ones that's typically on like a, you know those people who look up like the 10 questions you should ask your doula that's not like a part of those 10 questions and it could have been like what ex- what different types of births have you experienced? Like any other question, I would have been like, got it. But that one, I was like, I'm not, not going to tell you terrible things. That, what? Like, yeah, you know? Yeah, I get it. All I right, get it. Um, this happened very early on. I mean, it maybe it was my second or third interview. I got asked um, by a first-time birther family, like, but you're a VBAC expert. How can you help us? And I had that like, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then my brain turned back on and it goes, uh, because I know everything about cesareans and how to avoid unnecessary ones. Huh? <laughs> Not that safe. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, and now it's what I say always. Um, that I'm an expert in cesareans and how to avoid unnecessary ones. That's why you want a VBAC expert. Yeah. Even if you're a first-time birther or you've birthed several times, always vaginal. Because I know how to avoid the unnecessary ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it like threw me for a loop because I was like, fuck, I didn't think about like if someone would try and book me who wasn't a VBACer or trying for a general cesarean. What do I, what do I say? Yeah, yeah, totally. They were kind of like, why do you even want to right but at the same point it it turned into like why are you interviewing me like you're the one who called me bro like i don't know why you want me (laughs) how do you do you get a lot of like first time birthers um more than i would like (laughs) (laughs) um no i when they're first time birthers typically they're very high risk uh situations so that are coming to you guys yeah um I get one every every other month. Okay. Not yeah. not too often though. Yeah. They're they're not they're not my people. They're not looking for they're not the looking for knowledge you have. Right, but at the same point, like I think often with first time birthers, um, if they think to hire a doula, what they think of is going to be someone who helps them with comfort measures, probably has more of a mom vibe, is yeah. not an advocate necessarily. Like, yeah. You have a cool mom. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm the mom who shows up listening to 90s alt-rock. <laughs> that's that's me, who's like, hey, kid, do you ever have a cigarette? Never. <laughs> I love how your first thought was offering a child a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like a cool mom. <laughs> Um, I meant cool as like, like your friends like her and like she's a little nerdy. She's got um, a weird house. You know, that kind of stuff. I don't think it's a weird house, but you know what I'm talking about that kind of mom. Vibe. No, no, no. I get you. I get you. I appreciate that compliment. No, I went. I went a different way. I went with the, <laughs> so like, 
bad parent. <laughs> I went to the mom that I was like, she's so cool. <laughs> you guys got insight um, on my childhood that you didn't need. <laughs> Okay, but sorry. First time mom, or first time birther, sorry. I I think they're at least the typical first time mom is looking for comfort measure heavy uh, mom vibes that are like sweetness, probably more into the idea of like the magic of birth, right? Like the true like awe and wonder and like look at your body, like that person. Just your body to do what it can. Right. I'm not that person. I don't advertise to be that person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do give off, like you said, cool mom vibes, yeah. but cool mom is also the one to be like, your mom didn't talk to you about sex? Get ready, yeah, right? I like, talk to people more and more like a real, and that's what I was thinking when I said cool mom. Right. More like a real, like... Yeah, another I'm not, human. I'm not going to bullshit with you. Right, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think they seek me out. And if they do, typically it's because they're in a high-risk situation, so they need someone who's like going to give it to them straight. Um, they're also in a situation where they're like, I want someone a little bit more fierce by me. Um, and those are the ones that have found me. Um, I've never had a first time home birth mom ever, 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 ever. I have had, right, for sure. But like, I've never had the first time mom that wants to go fully unmedicated. I've never had the first time mom that like, um, I have had, I think, yeah, all of my first-time moms are high-risk individuals who um, have needed extra support in many different avenues. So like emotionally and physically? Yeah, and, okay. typically there's like some sort of prior traumas, like, mm-hmm. I mean, psychosis and that kind of thing, yeah. or even like strangeness to their case of like a brain aneurysm or like weirdness going on there or even we're dealing with an IVF couple those those are my first time moms like those are the first time birthers I deal with is that I I don't get the the low risk first time and then there's like almost all my like I get a lot of like people wanting to go unmedicated yeah I I've had a handful yeah I have I have had a handful um, that that's their desire and I'm all about that. I also still talk to them about the medicated options just because I always remind them of the story I pitched to them at the beginning of sometimes birth can take a long time and sometimes you can sneeze and a baby comes out. So we need to prepare for both. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> for that. Um, so then someone reaches out to you. Yeah. You set up an interview. Yes. You do them all virtually. All of mine are virtual. Did you always do it then that way? I did because I didn't get my first client till five months in into the pandemic. So, um, and I think I'll always be virtual. There's certain people who are like, nope, I'll, I'll be in person as soon as I'm ripe and ready. Um, to me, I think very numbers wise when it comes to stuff like this, and I can't justify driving to a shitty coffee shop (laughs) to sit there and pay probably five to ten bucks for a coffee that I actually want to drink to wait for someone to show up and maybe they don't for them to maybe hire me and then I'm stuck at the location because a lot of these people could just be seeing anyone right yeah, and, and still sourcing doing 
multiple doulas and things like that yeah. and still not figured out who they're looking for per se and like maybe even doing the thing of like do i even want a doula and so they're asking me a bunch of questions and i feel locked in to this like situation yeah um can you hear my social anxiety come out guys the, that's some major <laughs> social anxiety coming out yeah. um yeah i do have social anxiety um <clears throat> so yeah, um, I don't think I'll ever be in person. I, my controversial opinion is, or personal thing that I do is I offer virtual or in person. Because mm-hmm. um, I find that the people who say yes to in person are usually more invested. Yeah, for sure. And I've never not been hired at an in person. That's cool. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plenty of people say, oh no, Zoom is fine, right? And it's like, Sometimes yeah. I get them, sometimes I don't. Every time I've done it in person, I get it. I really believe in, like, the energy. Yeah, for it. sure. And, like, I think that, especially in person, I can read their energy better. It allows me to, like, understand, like, is this going well? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening? For sure. I think if I had an office space, I would change my mind. Okay. So if you had a place where someone could, people could come... And they could interview there. Yes. That's fair. I would totally do it. I, then you can control the space. You can control the vibe. Like that kind of thing. For sure. And then it's also this like set place where I'm already there. Yeah. So I'm not driving to do this one thing for this one time. Like I'm already doing yeah. my like office day or like maybe I'm teaching a class later or whatever. So I may set it up in that yeah. fashion. Yeah. Yeah. But I... I don't have that space at this time, so until I do have that space, I'm going to be virtual. Um, I do think it it does help. Again, like you just heard the first-time birthers I deal with. I deal with a lot of high-riskers who are like, no, definitely don't want to meet. Don't want to meet. And even the people that I find meet with me in person, they're usually not interviewing other doulas or a lot of Mm. doulas. So I feel that if they're interviewing a lot of people, they feel the same way you do. They don't want to go to coffee shop after coffee shop after coffee shop, right? Like, so I wonder if the people who are willing to meet me in person already have like a, I like her. Well, that kind of goes back to our niching episode, right? Like, which you guys have to go back and listen to that one. It's from season one. But I feel like that's that benefit of niching because I do find a lot of people that I happen to a Zoom call with have been following me for a while know who i am or yeah. i got recommended a couple times and, right yeah. so when they're interacting with me they're like ready to interact with me they're not also like set up six other interviews yeah. and they're like trying so that's to that's why i offer it because i've never had somebody who's like yeah i have six in-person interviews mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah so, so that's why i typically will like at least offer it yeah so. for sure and i i do agree with you i i wish i could do them in person because yeah. i think i'm very charming Same. and so like oh you think i'm charming Thank y'all. Well, <laughs> and as we'll talk about, I get very nervous in interviews, and I kind of tend to, like, freak out a little bit. Yeah. So, which is so funny, because that's not how I feel at a birth, right? Mm. It makes no sense to me. Um, the screen adds another layer of, like, <laughs> robot, like, I feel, like, uncomfortable, like, what do I do with my hands? I don't oh, remember. That's so funny. And then I can see my face like getting red and like. You know, you can like expand their face and hide yours. Do they know that? Yeah, you can hide your face. I don't want to see my 
yeah I'll t- after this episode i'm going to teach you how to do that <laughs> um that's really funny um <laughs> Just imagining Alex after this episode by herself googling how to hide my face. Because I'm literally like looking like, oh my god, I look like a crazy person. <laughs> I'm like, do you look okay? Yeah. Oh my gosh, my face is bright red. Like I get like really like. Yeah. I I can see myself. You know? Right. Yeah. I think I've spent so much time on camera over the years. Like. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I do this. Right. Why is an interview hard? Like, like I, like I literally, like I don't want to take the people to speak this as like, Alex freaks out in interviews, therefore she freaks out in birth. And right. No, I know. Because it's such a different. I, I think it's higher stakes. The interview, I think, is the highest stakes. (laughs) As weird as it is, because it is the moment that you're winning over somebody's trust. It's the moment that you're selling yourself. It's the moment that you're creating connection. Like. Like, to your point, yeah. it's the moment that you've also maybe got to educate the individual on what the fuck you do. And that, like, sets a precedent for if they don't hire you, who else they might hire? Like, Fair. Yeah. that's said the right thing and stuff like that, because it does feel like a big deal. And I always get so freaked out by it. And that's what's so funny to me is I'm like, you're good under pressure. Like, if there's an emergency, Alex needs to be there. Like, I'm I'm the person you want there. But. But I was that way with like stupid jobs I didn't want anyways. When I was interviewing to work at Olive Garden at 19, I was like, um, yeah, I think I would be good at this. Like, oh shit, dude, now <laughs> I want Olive Garden. <laughs> Terrible place. <laughs> um, place where dreams go to die. Oh, but it's where families eat. Um, where your fa- oh, now I get it. That's why dreams die there. Um, <laughs> I will say that that like I get why people get nervous during interviews I think kind of speaking to my social anxieties earlier and Alex knows this because she's been to many an event with me um, I'm Emmy but turned up to a hundred at situations like that so I think that's why like it tur- I've turned the nervousness into like almost like annoying levels of Emmy because I'm like I, I got to use this nervous energy for something so I'm gonna really like razzle dazzle you like I'm gonna I'm gonna tap dance now like that's what you needed out of a doula right like did you know like a juggle right like I am always like stay calm because uh, that's how you're gonna be in their birth space and that's the energy that I really bring to like right this like. Yeah, this yeah, space and like this um, experience is like we can have a fun time, but I'm still like I'm I'm the solid person yeah, in the room kind of thing for sure. And I think in a way, by me being as big of a personality as I am during yeah. interviews, essentially the person's able to pick up like, oh, if she's this big during the interview, how big of a personality is she if shit hits the fan? That's a great point, right? Yeah, um, how. How big and scary can she get if this is how charming she's being right now? Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, at least that's how I'm going to spin it in my head. You know, I mean, you get hired, just right? So, I do, I do get know? hired. Um, so, so we're not going to take my we're not word. Gonna knock it, you right? Know? <laughs> I'm not going to take my word for it. But I also really, really credit. Essentially, I wrote scripts for myself. Okay, this is what I want to talk about because when you told me this, uh huh, I was like, oh my god, that would help me so much. 
Yeah. So first of all, um, and this is my advice to all doulas, baby or seasoned, make sure that you have a structure to your consultation or interview, however you want to call it. But make sure there's a structure and that you're the one in charge of that structuring. Mm -hmm. And so the very first thing I do is we get up on the call like, hi, oh my God, it's nice to see you in person, whatever. Right? We We do the niceties. And then I immediately go into, all right, this is how it's going to go. Because I want to make sure that we make time for everyone to get get their information out. And so that way we can also walk away from this where both parties have everything they need. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to have you guys tell your story. After you tell your story, I'm going to have questions, more than likely. So that way I can get extra context to you. Next, I'm going to tell you my story and why I do this. Um, if I'm interviewing with my doula partner. It's my dual partner that goes next with their story. Yeah. After that, if there's any uh, clarifying things, that's when we do it. And then I send you the proposal and we go home. How's it sound? Right? Yeah. And everyone's like, yep. Because yeah. they immediately are falling into line. They're waiting for someone to take the reins of it. They yeah. are. They really are. And I think to what we were talking about earlier of like, she's such a big personality. This is how she is in the interview taking charge. Yeah. It's like a good thing to see. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm being calm, but I'm definitely, like... I think I was approaching it more as, like, a conversation. Mm. Which is how I approach, like... That's how I approach my prenatals. That's how I, you know, I kind yeah. of, like... It's, like, even, like, just, like, this very, like, open dialogue thing, but... I'm jealous of people who can do that. No, but I'm jealous of people who can do that because, like... It works for me after the interview. At the interview, there you I'm go. Like, uh, have I said this important thing yet? Yeah, I have pretty... I have a spicy brain, so uh, the ADHD gets pretty bad. So if I'm doing the structuring not for them, mostly for me, so yeah. I don't get lost. Oh, um, you best believe I'm doing it now, too. <laughs> right. And the, and it's because, like, I, I'm actually very jealous of people who can do the conversational, like, yeah. we're just here to hang out and get to know each other. Like, I think that's beautiful. And, man, yeah. talk about the vibes must be so nice. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, as someone who interviewed doulas, that used to annoy the fuck out of me. Like, yeah. I get, like, do you, I get. Do you structure your, uh, we'll talk a little mm-hmm. later about prenatals, but do you structure your prenatals that, Heavily. that way too? Heavily. Okay. I, I, and there's conversation allowed, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, there's breathing and all of this, but it's structured because, again, I, I think of it as information exchange. Mm-hmm. If I don't get this information out and exchange it, then I, I failed you. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that, yeah, that's also structured. Okay. I also sit on the ground so, so I can stick around and train the Because I can see the interview being structured, being helpful to get through it, especially if they're interviewing multiple people. Yes. They can kind of get the idea of what's going on, and you get to hear all that stuff. Because I have ended interviews and been like, I did not ask any of the questions I was supposed to ask. And that's what mm-hmm. I talk about is like, I almost like black out a little bit. Mm. Like I literally sometimes I'm like, what did I say? Yeah. Like the calls ended and I'm like, what did I just do? (laughs) Yeah. So part of that scripting is I do have certain questions I ask every time after one, when they tell their story, I ask the curiosity questions and I'm asking for basic physiological birth questions Mm -hmm. that maybe they didn't fill in. Again, guys, I work with mostly VBACs. So they're telling me prior birth stories and they're telling me stuff like, and then I was at a seven. Were you effaced at all? Like, what was station? Like, I need more information 
do you know about OP? Like, or sunny, yeah. right? So that way I can get the most information possible. And it's also my way of testing how much information do you know mm-hmm. for real? Yeah. Or how much of this is like blurry details? Yeah. Are you someone who's already been researching a ton about birth? Or are you someone that I'm going to have to like make sure you choose the package with childbirth education? Yeah, so you're getting the full, yeah. I'm already like picking up off of them what what I might need to do to be their doula. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I make sure to do is when I tell my story, I make sure to structure it a bit around theirs. I might leave out certain details from my story so that way it's a little bit easier to see that like mirroring. Yeah. Or I might put ec- different details this time because yeah. of a different mirror being in front of me. And I do that as well. Yeah. Um, especially if it's someone who's a plus size client and I'm like, I want them to know that I, I really relate to something that they said. Yeah. 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 You know? um, <clears throat> I also always pitch to the partner. That's one thing that I do have in my script of the thing I always say. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you guys. But don't use my jokes. Okay. Write your own jokes. Um, it is always partners are my favorite. My partner at all of my births, if you do the combined time, did over 86 hours worth of support. So I really want to make sure you are comfortable and well supported. Yeah. The other thing is my job is to make you look really good. My job is after they're holding the baby, for them to look at you and be like, I want to have another baby with that person. <laughs> and I've done my job. Yeah. If that happens. Because my hope is that at the end of the day, individuals with dementia can recall their birth stories. And I really want, if we're going to forget a detail at the birth, that you forgot about me and you remembered how much they showed up for you. Yeah. That's, that's my pitch that I always say to the partner. And usually they're like, oh, my God. Like, I can always see the partner softer. I see them soften because they realize I'm there, like, as a support figure, mm-hmm. right? To, like, help. Yeah. Because you do hear a lot where, like, partners are not sold on doulas at all. Yeah, exactly. I can do it, you know. Yeah. I was, I'm always like, someone needs to remind you to drink water and someone needs to remind you to, like, rest and you need to be able to step out of the room and take a breath and, like, not leave your partner alone, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, and um, so I always pitch the partner at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually do, um, after my story, clarification. See, I'm going through the script right now. <laughs> um, I usually explain, because I do work in a partnership, how that works yeah. and how that will improve their outcomes, yada, yada, their right, their experience. And then at the end, I'm like, okay, so these are the packages and what they look like. Don't write this down because I'm about to send it to you. Yeah. I just want you to listen. Yeah. And I want you to listen because I'm going to give you numbers. And if they immediately freak you out, just remember that I do payment plans mm-hmm. and you can break it down as little as you need to. All I ask is that it's between you, you guys, like it's between you guys, God, and just getting me my money by 38 weeks. Yeah. That's all I care about. So when you see the numbers, when they pop up, again, realize that you have lots of time. They're going to be big, but you have time. You have right. um, payment plans. Right. And you are getting 
a partnership and right. sort of stuff, yeah. exactly and then that's how i leave the interview like i can't wait to talk to you guys again soon yeah. no matter what reach back out to me if i'm not your doula because i'm super connected to the community i've mentored people i've educated people here like if yeah. it's not me please let me at least give you other names of something that yeah. you do need and i find that one to be like the cherry on top because suddenly they're like oh she doesn't need our business yeah and do we want the person she trained or do we want the trainer? <laughs> exactly. But Fair enough. I, I think it does help because suddenly they're like, oh, she's not like desperate for yeah. us. She's yeah. literally doing the like, and if you come back to me, it means it's true love, right? Like, yeah. See, I think I do the opposite of desperation where I'm like, yeah, and like if I, I'm not your doula, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you not in a mean way, but like you fuckboy them. Like, like I guess if you don't text me, way. it's fine. I'll I'll go out with some other girls. <laughs> I do it in like a nice way. Like, oh yeah, you know course. you're gonna find the doula that's right for you, and like if that's not me, that's fine. Right. I just can't but. commit at this time to you. <laughs> I'm gonna get better, guys. <laughs> I think but like I'm like the employee that like you weren't sure about, but you were like you're really glad you took a chance on. Yeah, yeah. So I I think I'm the do that kind of do as well. <laughs> and it like stuff oh. like this in social media I think has already been helping me because people are seeing a little bit of my personality. Yes. Before I meet them, like I think that helps so much. Of interviews, I'm like okay, like they like I can like relax a little bit, right? Like, yeah. <coughs> So then it's maybe not as, like, stressful. Maybe I'll just get better at this thing, you know? Right. <laughs> just like everything else in life. You just need practice, yeah. right? And that's something I highly encourage everyone to do is, one, like, the scripts helped me out a lot because I was able to, one, not get lost yeah. while, while doing this. But it also was something that I was like, this is me truly showcasing my personality, getting out all this information, and it's much easier to memorize a thing and pop it out yeah. than it is to like try and be come up with it on the fly kind of thing clever all of that it also comes from my background i we when i worked at disney we had scripts that yeah. we followed and you were sent to the back to learn the scripts you were sent to the back to learn like the magical language and all of this stuff so it, it felt comfortable to me that like yeah i'll write a script i'll just like do this yeah, thing I'll write a script an outline something don't just be there like I think the biggest thing to remember, though, is you're interviewing them. Yeah. Like, and I've definitely had some where I am like, if I'm not your doula, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, like, with the different inflection, right? Like, um, that is fine with me. <laughs> so, when it's those people, yeah, my trick is this. I'll ask them at the end of the interview, like, when was your due date again? I know you said it at the top, but, like, I got lost in, like, your story and all of that. When was your due date again? And they'll say, I'm like, oh, shoot. Oh, man. I'm all booked that month. But here's some good news. I Like I said, I am super connected into this community. So here's some other names. <laughs> I immediately said it in chat. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> So, if you've ever gotten someone who's reached out to you because um, they were like, Emmy recommended it, know that either you're a baby doula and I'm, I'm trying to legitimately help you out, or you're legitimately helping me out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to pay your price. <laughs> right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think those are the biggest thing is like you're also interviewing them. I think that helps my nerves quite a bit. Yeah. Is remembering mm-hmm. like this is so much like energy work. Like, not to get woo about it, but it's, like, energy work and vibes and, like... Well, and that's why I, do, I was leaning more towards the conversation type yeah. thing. And I, I I can make something that's, like, an outline still feel like a conversation Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I'm, like, I want to know if, if you're open to a doula and if I can give you what you need. And if my... The way that I approach being a doula is what you need. Yeah. Because, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not always going to be a, a, a good fit. And I don't think that... I think that especially early on, I was very much like, oh, this is a make or break. I have to do well and everybody should want to choose me, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, that's not really the ideal because you want people who are really there for you and excited to have you at their birth. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, all right, you ready to talk about prenatals? Sure. This is my favorite. I'm so excited to talk about this because I hear this topic. It's a All hot the time. debate. Yeah. Why is it such a hot debate? It's a hot debate because doulas are trying to either be validated in what they're already doing or to be feel superior that they're doing something better or differently than the other mm-hmm. person. Also, baby doulas like to offer too many prenatals. Oh, it's too many. I've heard like four. Like what the lot. fuck are you guys doing right, at like, Ford prenatals? I like essentially a childbirth class at that point. Like mm-hmm. I've heard that. Like I've heard like, oh, we have to like meet so many times so that we can like w- monthly or whatever so that we can like really establish this connection. This is where I'm going to be rude to you guys. If you have to meet that many times to get a connection to that person, you never will get a connection no. with that person, like, ever. So I, I think it's just, like, a misunderstanding. Also, what's happening in between? Are you not texting them? Are you not, like, in contact at all? It, it's only in person or no. no connection? Like, y'all don't send gifts or, like, selfies? Nothing? I, I tell people that, like, oh, we're going to be friends. Right. right? Like, yeah. I'll be liking your Instagram posts. Like, right. Like, we're going to be friends. Like, I'm yeah. gonna, we're going to, like, know each buddies, other. Right. We're right. going to know each other. Even if we're not meeting, like, yeah. four times. <laughs> yeah. I do wonder that, though. Because, like, I'm on the side of the fence where people are like, that's it? That's all you do? Well, obviously, that's not all you do, Emmy. Like, that's all you do? That's, that's all you do? Emmy is in constant contact with everybody at all times. Oh, my God. So much contact that I'm like, please stop contacting me. <laughs> But I'm always the first, like, I'm always the one that's like, hey, it's Monday morning. Guess who has a man crush Monday? Here you go. Like, <laughs> can't Is stop. Is that your client's man crush Monday? No, I, I don't know where that, that thought came okay. from. Okay. I was like, Is I, I literally your, your Monday? No, routine? you know how you said you black out? I think I just blacked out. <laughs> I was like, are we sending our clients I would, who we think is hot? I have done that before now yeah. that I think about it, but it's, it's not, it's not a common, that's not a common thing. Who was, who was the guy? Who is you know what's really funny guy? about that though? That wasn't a guy that I said. It was, well, I ended up sending a woman crush Wednesday to someone who really liked, um, who really enjoyed um, DC films because 
Her husband and I got into a debate over DC versus Marvel. Look, guys, this is the shit that happens when you text your people enough, right? Like, <laughs> you talk about nonsense. So um, we were talking about DC versus Marvel, and um, so I did as a jab, like, Woman Crush Wednesday, and I did Captain Marvel, yeah. right? Because, uh, right? Yeah. Um, and I left something underneath, like the better superhero than Wonder Woman. Like, <laughs> so I don't know how you guys aren't getting. I didn't think I don't think Captain Marvel is that great, and she's still better than Wonder Woman. She so. is. Uh, but my my point being, like, it goes back to this thing of like, how are you not making connection? Because there yeah. is the ability to do it via text, and and messaging, like messaging, and, like, checking in, and. You can Did y'all not grow share. up in the internet age? Like, you can share education and information the same way as well. And I, from the baby doulas that I've heard say that, I, it's like from a really sweet place of like, I just want to make sure that they're they're comfortable with me being in that space and it's an intimate space and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I get it. Mm. But again, if they hired you, they know who they're hiring. Who they're hiring, right? So at I least would, hopefully, I would say that I feel that. Four is a lot, right? Four prenatals is a lot. Um, then I, my question would be like, are you doing more prenatals just because they hired you earlier? Mm. Right? Because I could see that. I don't. It's kind of like, I know you don't. Let's <laughs> talk about it. Emmy, how many prenatals do you do? I do one. Okay. I do one between uh, 32 to 38 weeks. Okay. Um, because I want it as close as possible to when you're giving birth. Sure. Um, but a lot of my people hire me right after they pee on a stick. Yeah. Um, so I have people on my books as soon as they're like, my average people hire me in about 12 to 13 weeks. Okay. So they're waiting a, a pretty long time to see me in person. Yeah. But all the way through that, that's how you end up in DC versus Marvel yeah, debates. Yeah, because we've had enough time to have those Um, over the months and... They're they're giving me phone calls after like prenatal like with their providers yeah. and stuff. I also I do do something called a team meeting with home birth, um, and the reason why is like they're controlling that space so much. My home birth families mm-hmm. that I, I make sure to do an extra visit or at least time my prenatal at the point where their midwife is there, so okay. I can meet them. It's a good idea. And the reason why is because a lot of times with home birth, you're the the person of contact so to the midwife. The midwife right. Just so yeah. the midwife knows my face, knows that, like, hey, I'm going to be the one calling you at 2 a.m. Yeah. You're not going to see Susie Jen's and Jen Susan's number on your phone yeah. come up. It's going to be mine. Here's my number. This is how long I've been doing this. Yes, I take it very seriously. Yeah. Like, if you need me to do any stuff, like... Like, like please, like, don't be afraid to do that. Right. Yeah. And it's also my way of making sure that that, like, home birth midwife, just like I would do with a provider in the in the hospital, yeah. knows I'm on the team. And it's taking you seriously. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <coughs> so I only do one. It's between 32 to 38 weeks. I prefer them later as much as possible. They are three and a half hours long. Which I think is the caveat, right? Right. If people are doing three-hour-long prenatals, like... That's about this. It ends up being the same as what you're offering, right? Just at different intervals. Right. Um, And mine comes from a very, from two places. One is a practicality thing. Um, 
again, majority of my people already have children at home. Yeah. Asking individuals to w- find a babysitter or someone to have a watchful eye on their children while I'm talking to them about education and advocacy and all the stuff you speak about in prenatals multiple times, boy, that's asking a lot of privilege. Yeah. Boy, that's asking. They've already paid me. 1500 to $2,000 to be there. Like, that's a lot for me as an individual to ask. Two, I, I really do break down the numbers. People on average live about 25 minutes away from me. That's gas that I'm spending. That's also the amount of time I'm spending in my car, almost an hour on the way, like, yeah. with full trip in the car. Um, that means I still have to do uh, child care for my kids. That still means I still have to feed myself at some point. Yeah. And I'm probably not home for dinner. Yeah. Um, usually these happen in the evening so that I'm putting miles in my car. Like, yeah. all of these things. Which, side note, you should be doing for everything. Right. You should be doing for prenatals, you should be doing birth, postpartum. All of that time, all of those expenses should factor into your cost. Yes. Of how much you are putting in to know how much you're making. Yes. As a doula. That's like basic business sense. I think people forget that a lot. And you can really lose a lot of money in that area. Yeah. Especially if you're not tracking it. So when I work out my hourly, like, of how many hours I spent with that person, I factor the prenatals, the driving time each time, the birth and the postpartum visit. And the parking lot where I always have to pay fucking parking. Yeah. Like, parking, like all of that stuff. I had a snack. I saved my receipts or I write something down. It's in the right. hospital and I bought something in the cafeteria. Yeah. Because although it, people don't love to talk about the business side of it, it still is important to make sure that's factored in. Yeah, exactly. And all that's going to happen is if I add on another prenatal, I'm going to stress myself out because I'm going to need more, more resources at home for me to be able to do this job for this person who I want to provide resources to. Right. Yeah. And if I'm pouring from, like, a half cup and then I make it empty in order to add a... No, no. I will caveat all of this with, I do make it available for you to purchase an extra prenatal. So if you are a client who's like, no, I got to see you more. All right. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but yeah, we can see each other more. Right, exactly. Um, So the uh, virtual one is 100 bucks. That's an hour. The in-person is $150, and that's still an hour. So you're only buying my time for an hour at a time. So sure, go ahead, add it on. Free country. Actually, (laughs) it's a $150 country in my my land. If I remember correctly, you will let them add on, um, like, going to appointments with them as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I charge that one by the hour. So if your provider took an hour to see you, that means I still collect that hour. So I charge $35 an hour to go to your pre- to your appointments like with you. Like an appointment with you if you need it. Yeah. Yeah, and do I do... Do you find people that ask I've that? never had anyone actually go through with it, but I yeah. do have it out there. Yeah. Um, That's what I've always said I wanted. <laughs> I needed. Yeah. I someone to remind me. Because that was another situation where I would be at an appointment, and I would, like, black out. And I would forget the questions, and I'd forget the research, and I'd forget, like, what I wanted. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. Like, really, yeah. very, especially because when I was pregnant, it was very pre-any of this, pre-understanding yes. pre all that stuff, like, pre-finding that confidence in, like, oh, no, you get to 
you get to tell them what you need. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, I think that's interesting. Yeah, I've always offered it because I was in, just like you, of, like, pre to all these days, I felt overwhelmed. Yeah. And I really needed someone... It, it truly comes from the neurodivergencies that I have. I needed someone next to me taking notes. Yeah. I needed someone who, like, was like, this is what was said. This is how it was translated. Because I would go home and be like, I think they said I'm no longer allowed here. Yeah. But maybe but not. why? And why didn't I ask the, the, that question? Huh. Yeah. And then they mentioned something about magnesium. I'm pretty sure that was bananas. Magnesium? Bananas. One of the two. Right? Like... <laughs> Do, you, do people ever buy the extra prenatals? I have had people buy extra prenatals. Okay. Um, and usually with those, I just split the the three-hour prenatal for them in half mm-hmm. because I'm like, that way you're not overwhelmed. Like, if you're yeah. someone who's already asking for another one, then we just split the book essentially in half. So yeah. that way it's an hour and a half for each of them. Um, so, yeah, essentially I just, I just made more money and don't tell them. Shh. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, I also have the option of let's say you're an individual who bought my really big package that comes with all the shit, yeah. and you're like, I really don't need a childbirth class. I don't need a feedback class. What can I do? You can turn it into a prenatal if you want. Yeah. I'm happy to exchange it out with that. Yeah. Or trade out your photography for an extra prenatal. Okay. But any of those can be traded out for an extra prenatal. Okay. So it's up to them, though, to, to voice that. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, I find that um, it's very rare for people to do it. And I've never had anyone be like, I didn't learn enough during your prenatal. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I felt like we never made a connection. Like, I've never heard that. I can't get rid of these people. Like, um, I've never spent a few hours with people and not been connected. Right, yeah. We friends now, like. <laughs> right, we're yeah. we're buds. I have, like, um, most of these people. I send them out like their first birthday card. Yeah. Like I'm I'm in their lives forever. Yeah. Um, you picked me. Sorry, you paid me money, <laughs> and now forever, yeah. you're one of mine. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. But I I do think it's an interesting debate that happens because I've had yeah. it several times of like mm, yeah. I just I can't. Did you? Yeah. Oh, those so are sweet. It's really sweet because like all my certification births are the babies are about to turn one or oh, sweet. Literally like happy birthday to you know. That's sweet. It's cute. So. Um, a bunch of mine had their first birthdays, and it happened to be when I was at births each time. Oh no! So oh. I will have. One one year old birthdays and two year old <laughs> birthdays at the same time next year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I do think I do think it's an interesting conversation around it, and I do I do like get very like obstinate when it's brought up of like what why only one, and I do think people have this I image don't of like me go the why only one like you get to do what's right for you and you get to do what works for you and your clients and like that's it like if you want to do four do four like if your client wants to see you that much cool my right my thought has always been but i'm not an educator but i'm not like that's not the role i'm filling there so why am i going so many times to teach these people this stuff yeah if they need me back over to teach them more about physiological birth they should have taken the childbirth class yeah 
Because right. that will tell them everything they need to. Right. But I, I don't need to be stepping into that role and massage therapist and like this and like therapist. Like, I, no, no, and maybe, no. Maybe that brings up a point. Maybe people are afraid to give them the resources to go elsewhere mm. kind of thing. Like, if this is an issue, this is who you should see. If you want more mm. education, take a class. Like, maybe it's like, no, I want you to stay. You know what's interesting is like with you bringing that up, I I am like realizing something about myself in general. I feel my role as a doula goes in this order. First is advocate. Second is Rolodex. I'm here to be a resource guide. Yeah. Right. And then third is educator. Yeah. The last thing I should be doing on that list is obviously like emotional support kind of like fills the sand gaps between those. Yeah. But um, the, the last thing I should be doing is stepping into that educator role. My hope is that I'm stepping into that role when you're, it's like, hey, I don't remember this bit, right? Like, yeah. why is the doctor asking me this? Yeah. Oh, okay, here's a moment. to the word, do you know right. what this means? Right, yeah. that's my What's moment. What's cytotech? Like, right. You know, if they're talking about induction, what it, yeah, that kind of right. stuff. Right. Yeah. That's the part where I'm like, yep, I'll be an educator. Yeah. But my first one is advocate. My second one is is resources and my and my last is educator. So That's I wonder great. if people have theirs flipped. I I think I, I would bet be willing to bet that you know a lot of people think like education is such a big part of it and it really is, but then why aren't they seeing educators? Yeah. Or are you someone similar to like a doula talk who does like photography and doula work? Are mm-hmm. you someone? I literally have one sitting next yeah. to me. Are you someone who's a doula and educator, and this is your way of almost like a doula dictator? A doula dictator. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh my god, I want it though. It's going on a shirt. I'm a doula dictator. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I'm saying dictator. I fucking um, spam us immediately if you need this shirt. Doula dictator. Oh, we'll, we'll make it's TM. It's taken. Okay. None of you bitches take it. Doula Catator and oh. Doula Togs. Oh my god, Doula Tictators. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do, I do want to ask you, do you feel like you're essentially, do you have a package, I'll start with this one, where you're an educator and doula for the couple? So I do, if you are my doula client, you get $100 off of a child care class. Ah. So it's just like, if you want to add that on, you get a discount from it. If not, no worries. And okay. especially, um, I had recently one of my clients asked me, like, is it okay if I take, like, a hypnobirthing class? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, and they were like, well, you have classes. And I'm like, yeah, but that's kind of like my classes are built for like first time parents in the hospital right like right. if that's not you I don't want you to feel like you gotta do it you gotta do it I do find myself sometimes pausing and saying do I need to give all that information right because as an educator it's very easy for me to like information dump yeah right which is what I would do in a class and if someone had a question I would go into like more detail and like the nitty gritty of yeah. what this is and what it means as a doula, I'm asking other questions. Yeah. Do you want to know more about it? Yeah. Do you need some research, right? I'm not just like, here you go, right? Because if I'm your educator, I'm assuming, well, first I ask, like, are you okay with learning about this or me talking about this? Because I always, especially mm. if it's a, 
like a tricky conversation. Like if we're going to talk about cesareans or we're going to talk about informed consent, I say, I'm about to talk about this. Is that okay with you? Are you comfortable with Ooh, that? Okay. I have more questions about that. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. It, because I feel it's necessary and like I beyond necessary that everyone has to talk about cesareans. We yeah. have to have that conversation. What do you do when they're not comfortable with it? Like, how how do you actually have that conversation then if they're like, nope, not down for it? Like, what gets said? I'm proud of you, but you tell me no. Mm. Um, I've had plenty of people try to tell me no, yeah. and it's it's a it's a no go because well, if you so hired me, my, we're talking about this for my classes. Mm-hmm. I'm very specific about content warnings, and uh, like, uh-huh. this is what I'm going to talk about. If you aren't comfortable talking about that, I'm. I'm not going to make you, right? And in my classes, one of our, like, ground rules is, like, you get to participate how you want to participate. And if you want to walk out of the room and take a break, that is fine. Mm. Because that you are allowed to do that, right? Like, I make it very clear. And that's why I set up the content warnings, like, literally before the slide. Like, this is what I'm going to talk about. If this is tough for you, that's fine, right? As a doula, I've never had anybody tell me no. But maybe it's, like, the way I ask. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm genuinely curious about this because I'm I'm also an educator and I didn't think to do this. You're making me ponder on things um, because maybe I'm being a bit of a jerk. Like, well, if my thought behind it was I don't want to trigger people who are not ready for it. Mm. So sometimes the warning of "Hey, yeah. I'm going to talk about this" is enough to like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to talk about it, right? Yeah. Um, I think it, again, no one's told me no, but I think if someone told me no, maybe I would offer, like, to send some information home with mm, them, right? Okay, like, on, I have, on your own time. Yeah, like, I have cesarean handouts, and I have, like, handouts about different things. Maybe I would send that with them, mm-hmm. and hopefully they look into it themselves. As a doula client, I don't know, because I do make cesarean plans with people. Yeah. Um, because the only way I've gone, I've... So I have softened over time. Yeah. I used to like make people learn all about it. Yeah. Um, now I do a quicker thing, which is I start out the conversation with, hey, we're about to talk about cesareans because I have to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me one thing you need to know about cesareans and one thing you want to know. Oh, that's good. And each, each person who's in the room, who's going to be a support person or the birther has to come up with it has to come up with those answers um and then we cover those things Mm -hmm. and if i find there's something that they also should probably know then i throw it in there because we still do a cesarean plan together but i i think that's interesting because i've i've been told no even on on me being as gentle as that of Mm -hmm. like one thing you want to know and one thing you need to know no i don't want to know anything because Mm -hmm. that that might like curse the the birth and i'm like and i I know people feel that way i i really try to bring it up and like these things happen and mm -hmm. i really want you to be prepared about it or prepared for it kind of thing but i do find as a duplicator duplicator it's (laughs) gonna happen (laughs) we gotta figure out how to spell that um it's uh i really do handle those situations differently yeah. Someone who's hired me to be their educator versus someone who's hired me to be their doula, I am going to approach that differently because I think they're different roles. 
mm-hmm. right? Like you said, as a doula, you are educating in some ways, but it is different than yeah. if you're in my class and I'm talking about this kind of stuff. For sure. Um, I am curious because we, we we're talking about essentially how we do prenatals. Do you find, um, do you do more than one? Are you a one or a twoer? Because we didn't answer that question for you. Okay, so I do two prenatals. Okay. They're How long are yours? About an hour and a half each. Okay. Um, I do one either once they hire me or at like 20 weeks. Interesting. So if they hired me at like 30, 30, 30 weeks, I, it'd be 30. And then my second one's always between 36 and 38. Mm. So the first one is more of like a, it's all about the birth plan. Right, because I want to give people time to think about their options and their choices. So we're gonna sit down and we're gonna talk about like we're gonna go through the birth plan and it's gonna be more of a conversation and we're gonna and I wanna hear how you're feeling and I wanna hear any past birth stories like more in depth. Like I really wanna get into that. Um, and then because what I do for my clients is I have a longer birth plan that I use just to like write my notes on essentially. And I turn that into like a one sheet. Interesting. For my clients to bring to their birth. Okay. So that there's not five, I don't have a five page reference, but there's not like right. three or four pages of birth plan. Right. To hand to a provider. Right. Um, but so I do that one and then I do the 36 to 38 week because we're going to talk about what does early labor look like? We're going to talk about when you call me. We're going to talk about the epidurals and the cesareans, and we're gonna talk about all of that stuff, the early labor comfort measures, like all of that stuff closer to when's gonna happen. Interesting, okay. Um, I think the other question I had is, um, one, I think it's interesting that you still call it a birth plan. Um, well, I know. No, 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 no. But it I think it's- in preferences. Does it? Okay, <laughs> yeah. um, because I call mine birth choices. These are the choices you're making, right? Yeah. Um, because to me, that felt more concrete than like preference. Like, yeah. I prefer Coke over Pepsi. Mm. Like that's, that's a how. Good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. Yeah. Um, so I call it choices, but I always think it's interesting who, like, what language is used around that yeah. that activity. I, call, I put birth preferences on it. Yeah, yeah. But I liked it. I do. I don't like the hate of birth plan. No, I, I don't, don't either. Like, but and the reason for doing it at the first prenatal is there's time to research, right? Yes. There's also time for me to understand where maybe your fears are and maybe where the things you're struggling with, and that kind of informs like what I'm gonna text you over the coming weeks and what I'm gonna reach out to you about and what I'm gonna ask you kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also do too. Um, I. The reason why my childbirth classes like cap out at about two hours is there is a point where people stop listening to you. Oh, for sure. Right? There's 1,000% a point where their brains are full. Yeah. And especially if it's someone who doesn't have, like, hasn't done this before, it can, like, be a lot. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I also, like, I usually see people at night, like, four hours at night would, would be a lot. It is a lot. Right? So if I'm meeting Being you someone at, who does it a lot, yeah, it is a I'm lot. meeting you at five, we're there till nine. Like, when are you going to eat dinner? You got another kid? When are you going to put him down? Right. Like, that kind of stuff. And, like, um, I am also very, like, family-centered. Like, you don't got to hire a babysitter. 
we'll talk around a toddler. Yeah. That's fine if you're comfortable with that, right? Like if, but I always give the option. Do you want it to be at home around everybody or do you want to go meet at a coffee shop? Because I will go to a coffee shop if you mm. feel more comfortable. Or like, okay. do you need the separate space kind of thing? So I like to give a lot of options in that sense. When I always do it in their homes mm-hmm. because that's also their opportunity to give me a tour of their home. So mm-hmm. when I show up in the middle of the night, I know where things are. That's that's smart. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's very smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, but yeah, it is a lot because I, I typically show up at about 4.30. That's usually mm-hmm. when I show up. Um, Do if, you like eating dinner with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And usually because they will get a babysitter or uh, mother-in-law will come over or some Some someone's there. Um, I usually am eating dinner with them, which talk about like breaking connection connection and breaking bread and all of that. The other thing is um, kids are usually away, but I always bring the kid a gift because I'm a sucker. And so I always bring them a a wand and a um, mini birth wizard badge that they can wear. Oh my God, that's so good. I'm going to die. Um, because they're a part of the birth team too. Yeah. So, yeah. So I make sure, it's also because I always try to make f- friends with the cats and yeah. the dogs and whatever animals are also running yeah. around in there because I also want to make sure if I enter that space that the animal is like, oh, yeah. okay, whatever. I offer it because I do feel it's like where you're most, where you're comfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I find that some people aren't comfortable at home. But almost everybody has a need them. Yeah, for sure. Um, But if you're doing two, it makes sense. Like, do one in a coffee shop and do one in the home, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, and I'd like to to be like, and have your toddler here, right? Like, that's a big one of mine. Yes. Like, you can have your kids here. You can have a life. You can be a person. Yes. 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 And I I have had people who are like, we need to get a babysitter. It's okay. That's fine. Guess what I brought? Yeah. Crayons. Like a lot yeah. of times I have crayons with me and an extra coloring book because I also have kids. So I, I have that. You know s- how it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've always had people like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's cool. I'm just going to make a paper airplane as I'm talking to you about vaginas. It's yeah. great. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I get it. I'm right. not mad that your toddler is talking to right. me. I, like, it's very strange how, how apologetic people are, especially in their own homes for yeah. their children. Yes. I'm like, it's cool, right? <laughs> you, your toddler could smack me in the face, and I'd be like, okay. Right. My toddler smacks me in the face all the time. So <laughs> it's I fine. get it, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's also interesting, like, just off of, like, this conversation alone of, like, hearing the reason for having two um, versus having one, and we're citing the same reason. <laughs> Isn't that 100%. so... Yeah funny because it's not about more connection i have literally been at people's births where i just talked to them on the phone i've been at backups for birth like a backup for a birth before like you find your groove even if even if we aren't buddies we can be buddies right i was it takes a long time yeah right yeah we have time to talk we have time to chat like you have time to get to know that also my hands are going to be on your naked body like you're you're going to get into me I get it. It's fine. (laughs) So it's like, I'm not necessarily worried about the connection. I'm more worried about like the, like, are you going to feel comfortable? Are you going to absorb this information? Like, are you going to be ready for this information kind of thing? I think that's very funny though. How both of us cited the same reasons just for different outcomes. (laughs) 
Um, I also like to meet them earlier. Like, yeah. people who hire me early, I like to meet them at, like, that 20 to 24-week mark if I can. That's interesting. Yeah, I I purposely, like, still keep it all virtual yeah. or via phone and all of that. But at the same point, we're checking in so often. I'm checking in, like, at least once a week. Yeah. And that's not and that's not including, like, if they call to, like, tell Correct. me something or text me about an appointment or anything like that. I think it also helps that a lot of these people are going to practitioners I know or the – because, again, my second, my second priority is yeah. resource and Rolodex. I mean, I've had people ask me, like, where's a good place to get a pedicure? Aww. So I have yeah. gone and been like, oh, man, I guess I'm getting my pedicure at the same time. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. these are, they're going, they're asking me for things where I'm like, I, you know, I could tell you I'm more stuff. You, yeah. Right, exactly. Um, and then that way it, it doesn't have to be like, you pay me on the clock. Oh, no, yeah. I happen to be here at the same time. Yeah. Right. So, um, I think that's another thing that should be noted. So yeah. like I'm like, I really want to be like, I really feel the doula is the extension of the community. Yes. And like, I'm like, you don't have to, but like, I want it. I want to see the baby pictures. I please wanna, show like, me the baby please pictures. Please show me the baby pictures. Please like invite me to stuff. Like I will be there. Right. Like yeah. it does not. I feel like sometimes people believe that because they're paying you, it's this very cut and dry thing. Oh, for sure. You know, and sometimes if that's what you want it to be, that's fine. Like as the client, right. but also at the same time, I would love for you to be an added person in my community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would love to know that you're supported. Yeah. And I also know that like once someone knows you, right. And you're that person that they trust. They, maybe you are the person they call postpartum. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you are the person that they open up to a little more or they ask for help or ask for resources when they're not going to, especially if we talk about the postpartum period, how hard it is to reach out once you're already in it is rough, right? Yeah. To find a person and find a therapist and call them and like all of the steps to that. Yes. can feel impossible mm-hmm. that I, I really want to be that like safe person that they can call for sure also have you ever been to a baby shower of one of your clients Mm-mm. dude I have learned so much fucking tea at the baby shower have so you? much fucking tea <laughs> suddenly I'm like oh grandma's here tell me your birth story grandma so I know all the family trauma well that's something that I started doing recently with my childbirth classes and put into my doula ah. is I do what like like you're tracking family traumas well, with it well I you? ask in my intake form tell me about your family yeah tell me about your family history yeah and I get a lot of information there yeah and it really helps especially for the class because I started for the classes and I was like oh this is actually a good like starting point right because it gives me questions to ask it gives me maybe some things to hit on so that like you feel safer and more comfortable oh for sure especially if there's this like scary thing yeah but i i ask about that in my yeah um it's it's always been so interesting um and i rarely go to them i only go to the ones where it it happens to be convenient for me to go Mm -hmm. and also it's a client that has an extra bit of my heart yeah um i have lots of clients not all of them have an extra bit of my heart. I do. I do love my children differently. Um, <laughs> it happens. It's um, all good. So I'm not one to like deter other doulas from doing it, yeah. but I do make them aware. Like realize that your time is valuable. 
And it's also not cool to market at this person's baby shower. Yeah. So, anyway, that's a different topic for a different I, day. I honestly feel really uncomfortable. When I was at that first birthday party, she was like, oh, um, Alex was my doula. She was so amazing. And I was like a little like, I wasn't going to tell anybody who I was. <laughs> like, like, I felt a little like, I promise. All, all the pregnant people, I was not trying to market to you. <laughs> like, I'm just here. I brought my kid. We're having a good time. Like. Right. That's funny. <laughs> well, I, um, I want to encourage everyone to know that if you haven't found your footing yet with prenatals or, or interviews, I promise there's a different doula out there who's like, I want to teach you that. Yeah. I want to do mock interviews with you so that way you feel comfy. Yeah. I promise we're out there. Or you can go back and forth, like, right. someone else's view. Like, they're, like, and the more you do them, the better you'll get and the practice you'll get. And, like, yeah, it's hard. Yes. It's hard, but you'll get there. And, again, the people who are right for you will see that. Yes. Right? I just admitted that I was terrible at interviews. I still have been hired by people, right? Right. Like, it's not impossible. <laughs> the other, like, that other side is, like, prenatals are something that you learn and you grow into. And my prenatals look completely different than when I first started. Yeah, same um, already. Just, like, my postnatals look totally different. How I doula looks totally different. Yeah. So don't feel like, oh, man, they all got it figured. <laughs> We're all figuring it out together. And it'll be different in a year or two. Like, again, like... It's not like, I think sometimes people are like, oh, I, I fucked that up. Right. But no, like you literally now, you know, a different thing to do. Like, then you get better at it. Like every, every birth, I'm like, oh, I could have probably done this, this and this differently. Right. Then you yeah. take that to the next thing. It doesn't have to be like a guilty thing or like I feel bad thing. Like you're doing the best with what you got. And like, I think it's important to remember that. Oh my God. You gave the peps. Pep talk this time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, guys, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah. Until next time, I'm Emmy the Birth Wizard. And I'm Alex Barr, the- an educator. No, say the word. No. Say the word. Oh. Do look Yeah! <laughs> Bye, guys!